Hi, I'm Alice. Hi, I'm Justin. And you're listening to the Otterly Allison Podcast. Who knows what we'll talk about. Oh my god, you got the pillow up! <laughs> and my Christmas is down. Yeah, I took mine down yesterday? No, day before yesterday. Well, I asked for my focus on people are messaging I'm not going to talk about what's over there because it's my pile of Christmas that I have to put up. But now, do you like put it in like crates and stuff in like on the basement or the attic or something? Yeah, I have tubs. For tubs, yeah. Mm-hmm. I figured yeah. you'd be organized around that. Yes, I bought a label maker last year. Ooh, I love label makers. So, you know, so we have like all the plugs in our house are smart plugs. Right. And so, like, everything's on a timer. And so, at Christmas every year, not that the plugs are just, I'm about to explain a really bad first world problem. <laughs> if I don't label them, I have to redo them every single year, like the plugs. And so, otherwise, I won't know which one goes to which. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. And because we have like one for the Christmas tree, one for the Christmas village, one for the garland, two for outside. And so I was like, I need a label maker. So I don't have to redo these plugs every single year. So. I love that you frame that up as a first world problem because. It really is. It is is like totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling? Better, but not better, if that makes sense. Like. They finally gave me an antibiotic. Finally. It took two trips, but I finally got one. And so, like, I think the sinus infection is cleared up, but I still, I just don't know how there's still stuff in my face. Yeah. Your body's producing it. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, the worst is just at night because I'm, I don't know how people get addicted to Afrin. No offense to anyone. I have. has been addicted. I have. I, if I can't breathe, like I'm either going to use Afrin or we have like the Vicks Sinex or whatever right now. I just don't know how people do it. I was so loopy last night just after having so much crap in my face and then getting, I guess, all of it cleared out that my head just hurt almost. Right. From... So I'm just ready for that to go away. Do you use Neti Pot by any chance? Yes. Yeah. That, that, that's the savior for me. Yeah. It's disgusting, but works so well. Yeah. I'm out of the saline packets, so I have to go get some more. But Yep. I um yeah. I'm a big fan. When someone first described it to me, I'm like, you're freaking oh, kidding me. Like there's no disgusting. way. <laughs> but it works like a charm. And when Dexter was here, I I was doing it cuz he was in the bathtub and he likes to take a bath in our bathtub cuz it has jets. <laughs> I never use the jets because I've tried to clean it and it just, I don't know. I've used all the stuff. I take baths, just not with the jets on. Right. So I was doing it and he was like, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You can do all you want because I have such relief. <laughs> Those first few breaths after you get done, you're just like, I can breathe. <laughs> you're like, I can smell anything right now. Yep. I have the, it's funny you say that because I have this sitting by, um, oh, nice. I'm not sick, but I use this constantly during the winter because I just dry out Yeah. And I get bloody noses and stuff like that. But this is the brand of Neti Pot I use too. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, I got mine just the CVS one. And I have Flonase, but I never use it because I only ever get it prescribed to me when I'm sick. And I'm like, this does nothing. <laughs> so. Yeah. The the aspirin I won't touch because of what you what you said yeah. doesn't happen to you is like I'll start using it and then it's not that I'm addicted to it it's just my nose is addicted to it yeah. so like when I don't have it and I'm not sick I'm like gushing and just like okay this is ridiculous yeah so since Sunday essentially I've been like you know what I'm just gonna like not use any medicine during the day and then at night if I need to like spray my nose or take a mucinex I will but. I'm just trying to let it, I guess, naturally leave my Yeah. Body. <laughs> I'm similar. I, I try not to use drugs if I can avoid it, so. Yeah. Yeah. David gets mad at me, because I'll be like, oh, I have a headache. He's like, go take some Advil. I'm like, it'll be okay. Yeah. There's a reason it's there, so, like, <laughs> I know. like numbing the pain doesn't really fix Well, I'm weird. I'm, maybe I'm not weird. Medicine makes me sick if I don't take it with something. And so it's inconvenient for me to have to go get medicine and like a snack. So I'm like, I'd rather just have my headache than have to go now take some meal. or have some crackers or whatever. Or cheese balls and chocolate. Yes. I'm not going to lie. My in-laws are now obsessed. Like, so my mother-in-law goes to the beach multiple times a year for shag competitions or like shag it's a country dance okay like <laughs> sounds like what it's a southern beach dance called the shag there was a whole movie about it like in the 60s but her and her besties all go to the beach multiple times a year for all of these i don't want to say they're competitions because they're not but they're like big conventions like one's called sos um, and they're in Myrtle Beach, so they always go to Myrtle Beach. But her birthday is New Year's Eve, so I brought her the cheese ball. And one of her friends came over and was like, I need you to write down this recipe. And I'm like, <laughs> like three ingredients. So I wrote it down, and now they're taking it to the beach with them next weekend. That's awesome. I forgot to look at the dried beef, beef when I was at uh, Walmart this past weekend. But here, real quick. From Bing Chat, um, which is connected to ChatGPT4. A shag competition is a dance competition where participants perform a shag dance. The shag dance is a partner dance that originated on the beaches of South Carolina in the 1940s and is danced primarily to beach music. Characterized by quick and smooth movements and rose in popularity among young people in the 1940s as they stepped and twirled to beach music. Pretty much. Interesting. What a very Carolina thing. It's a North Carolina. and South Carolina, yeah. Well, and there's um, a sh like Shriner. Like you remember, you know who the Shriners are. Like, yeah, they'll throw the little hats. Yeah. So there's a Shrine Club here that on Friday nights plays shag music, and so my mother-in-law and her might as well be her husband, but her partner of thirty years go like every Friday night and shag. Wow. I will. My homework item after this call, <laughs> this recording, is I'm gonna go listen to some shag music. And since I know David doesn't listen to this, he knows how to shag because he took lessons as a child. Is he so, from South Carolina? Yeah, he grew up in Aiken, where I live. Oh, I, he left that part out. Yeah. That will bugger. Yeah, he lived here the first like twenty years of his life. He may have told us that, and I forgot. But I would—I think I would remember that. I thought he was. 
from somewhere up north. Mm-mm. Well, he lived in Virginia when you first met him. Right. So. But then you lived out west, and then you came back east, and yeah, but I thought he was from originally. Like, his <laughs> his demeanor is a northern demeanor, if that yeah. makes sense. It does, yeah. For those that are listening or watching, <laughs> we live in America, <laughs> and there is the north and the south on the east coast, and they're, they're very different culturally yeah. and personality-wise. So. Well, and I grew up in a flyover state, and... Like I said, it would be funny on projects because most of my projects have always been East Coast and they're like, your accent's so cute. I'm like, I don't really... I don't hear I don't your think. accent. It comes out occasionally, usually if I've been drinking, but I do we say... You have a drinking podcast. <laughs> well, I still think we need to do one live at a brewery in Asheville, so... I don't know, it seems like acoustically it'd be very loud. I could... Buy some headphones. There you go. I can finally get you to wear headphones. Oh, and by the way, I'm still editing today's podcast. Oh, no. It's like, because you kept coughing. I know. And when you cough, I have to do this thing where I go find that cough and I kind of lower the volume on it. Otherwise, it's like killer on mm-hmm. your ears. But your... your um, headphones. What are they called? AirPods. AirPods. Um, the audio is crap. Like it's what? you're, you're going to hear it when you see it or watch it. Your, the audio is horrible. So for all those Apple fanboys, the fangirls out there, Allison's audio stink. And it was because of the Apple AirPods. I also and she was sick. And she was sick. And I had a five-year-old in a dog crate. Well, the five-year-old like, was the comic relief. <laughs> I, I do actually want to get like the Apple pros that like, cause I hate having things in my ears for long periods of time, but I don't Same. mind like the over the ear. Same. And so I like my AirPods, but I'm like, maybe I should bite the bullet and get the nice one. So one one credit to the AirPods is when Dexter came on, he was not on the AirPods, but you could still kind of hear it. And when we were recording, I couldn't understand anything he was saying. Yeah. But I was able to go to the audio and boost it when he was talking, and you could actually understand him. Ooh. So it was capturing, you know, audio around you really well. Just you didn't sound great, so. Well, I've not sounded good for like a month. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This has lasted like the long sickness. It's something's going around. I'm just glad it wasn't COVID because that would have, you know, we had Mia here, and I didn't want her to get sick and not be able to go back to school. And yeah. With family around, it's hard. So. Now she's in we, college now, or is she still last no, year in high school? We, she graduates in June. June, okay. She already got accepted and knows where she's going to VCU. Wait, so can I do this confetti? Virginia Commonwealth University. Oh. Go Rams. There we go. Congrats, <laughs> Mia. That's yeah, awesome. She's already got her roommate picked out, and David. You could pick school. your roommates. Yeah, I could pick. I picked mine when I was a freshman. That's the whole f- fun of it is you get some rando. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only thing I've ever been told and learned was you don't room with your best friend from high school. You room with someone you know-ish. Because if you live with your best friend, you'll hate them. Living together is very different. I mean, Brian and his roommate hated each other after their freshman year. Yeah. Because they did not live similarly. So. I think this is a very controversial statement, yeah. but I'm a and I'm not going to go into personal details, but having separate beds and bedrooms saves marriages. 
Oh yeah. No, I mean like if if you're sick and like there was a day I was coughing so bad, I went in another room so David could sleep. I mean, and then Dexter is going through this where he wants to sleep with someone and I I was raised you don't have kids in your bed, which is probably a very controversial topic too. Same and I still raised. starkly believe that he should be in his bed unless he's ill or if he had a nightmare. nightmare yep. Those things are fine, but on the regular, you're not sleeping in my bed. So when he would do that, I was too sick to fight it. So me and him would just go in the other bedroom, go back to sleep and <laughs> leave David there. Yeah. And like when I had COVID, I mean... We're not dumb. We slept. I mean, but some couples. <laughs> David told us you were like on the, like a banishment um, at the time when you had COVID. Like you, yeah. you I had followed you with Lysol around. <laughs> I was upstairs because our spare bedroom we just now finally put together because my office used to be in there, but we finally made it into like a real spare bedroom with an actual bed instead of just this pull-out couch. <laughs> I'm and glad that's behind you. I finally have gotten all but one of David's things out of this office. Oh, nice. All the, the, the David stuff. Yes. So I could actually finally, you know, decorate it. So. Well, the otter is a great start. Yes, I know. I was like, here is my first. And it actually, you, you worked it in so it kind of blends. It doesn't stand out too much because of the red pillow behind it and the cross fuse blanket. Look at that. <laughs> Well, David put it in here. I didn't know. I found it yesterday Was as I was. He was like, yeah, just I'll get my stuff in a minute. I was like, I will help you. And I took it all <laughs> set it on the bar in the kitchen and was like, here you go. You got to deal with this. Yeah. Well, now I have to find stuff, though. I'm, I am not an interior designer. And Same. so I, yeah, I'll just have to get on Pinterest or something. I like, I, I have still haven't bought anything from Pinterest, but I love, as it, it's like a starting point for me when I want something, but I don't know what I want mm-hmm. and it gives me ideas. And then I finally gravitate towards a more reputable shopping experience, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. Well, I need to upgrade all this stuff. You know. What is in your hand? Now I'm distracted. Oh, sorry. Trying, it's trying my, whenever I put hair my pin. hair in a bun. When I don't have a hair tie, I use that. Got it. Yes, the rest of my office, though, is done. I just have to get... He has a master's thing on the wall, which my dad and stepmom got David for Christmas this, like, like seven-piece wall art thing where the middle one's big and then the next two are a size smaller than the next you know what i mean yeah like it's each all connected. One is a different size but it's one of the most famous holes at the masters and so now our spare bedroom is going to become masters decorated because we don't have anywhere else to <laughs> so and we have this other masters bedroom. Hey, what does Allison say? We don't judge what brings other people joy. Hey, and it's a spare bedroom, so unless it's decorated like Satan, I'm good. I don't care what it's decorated in. Like, yeah. That just made me wonder, will Dexter have like a goth stage? I don't know. Like, I didn't and his dad didn't. I think his dad had like a 
which this is the 90s, like the skaterish phase, but not yeah. goth phase, where like all the boys thought they could skateboard in their Jinkos and Airwalks. Yeah. I'm sure that'll come back around. <laughs> I, yeah, it feels like it already is coming back around. It cycles back and forth like yeah. every 10 years, it seems like. Yeah, I felt like all the clothes I wore in high school were back. Yes. Like flare like jeans are back. I thought... I thought this in high school. I thought saggy jeans were ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand it, didn't get it. And I was like, well, this will fade out, it'll go away. And it has not gone away. Like, it's gotten worse. Like, now guys, like, have their underwear hanging out the back of their pants. I'm just like, ugh. Well, so I guess the end of high school slash beginning of college for girls was when it was super cool. I should talk about this on a podcast to have like a thong and have like it be out of your jeans and show and part of the, like, your crack yeah no like why are we doing yeah I was not cool or hip or stylish okay so <laughs> I can't believe I'm gonna share this but I'm gonna share it so over the break oh, I got a story from high school no, 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 it's, it's going to kind of tie in. Just bear with me for a second. It's going to tie into the G-string. So over the break, TikTok and Instagram, they get a little light on content because everybody's mm -hmm. off with their families not making content, right? So when you go down the rabbit hole, you start to see some weird stuff. Somehow, I got on, it was one video, it was the, the rowers, like the people that row, yeah. right? So the rowers, like the guy's rowing or whatever, and he's got no shirt on. But he's got something on, like, he almost looks like he's wearing a Speedo. I'm like, well, that's interesting. I don't remember, I watch the Olympics, like, every four years. Yeah. I don't remember Speedos being attire <laughs> for the people in the rowers. Well, he gets up and flips around. <laughs> and as he turns around, it's a G-string in the back. And I'm like, what? What? When did that ever become a and rowing outfit? Row and yeah. And I was just like, so then I'm like, no, I don't have to watch it again. <laughs> and sure enough, it was a Speedo, a guy's Speedo G-string. And he's not bad looking, but still yeah. it's like just a weird outfit for rowing. And then I'm thinking like, well, what about like the the back and forth on your cheeks? You know, yeah. like. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, that would get. Yeah. It was so weird. I don't know if it was like a joke or a prank or something, but. And there's other people on like. <laughs> I could see you doing that alone on the video, but then, like, there's your friends, like... <laughs> like, someone had to video it. <laughs> oh my god, it was so weird. Oh. I thought you were going to tell me about... There's... It's on TikTok, mm -hmm. I think. It's this guy who dresses up as a janitor, and he's in the gym, and he's, like, this skinny dude. He's, like, skinnier than me, and he's, like, cleaning or whatever. And there'll be, like, some guy, like... And then he slams the things down, like, this huge amount of weights. And he's like trying to clean and he'd be like, can I, can I just move this real quick? They're like, oh, we can get it for you. He's like, no, no, I got it. And he'll like one arm it and like move it out of the way. And you're just like, what the heck? I thought that's what you're going to tell me. No, no. That's why I said you have to edit it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to edit out all of that. We have almost been, I guess, started dating almost four years ago. That's impressive. I know. Four years. Yeah. I mean, eventually, like you said, living with somebody... Uh, getting used to all their quirks and their annoyances and and their nice things and stuff like that. It's, you know. It's... The only real change, I think, when we moved in was, like, he's 
we've talked about how clean he is. And like, I'm not dirty, but to him, I am dirty. Same here. <laughs> so, we have the same as you. Yep. And so it's one of those that, you know, I have stuff on my desk right now and it's okay. By the way, I bought, I printed off a little like, you color off every day that you do your workout. So by the end cool. of the year, you can see all the workout you did. That's deep. I thought it was cute, so I printed it out. And my printer is a hot mess, but like that would stress him out that it's sitting on my desk. Yeah, <laughs> I've, crash. I think that's why I would <laughs> have my office detached from the house because he knows this is my space yes. and uh, like he'll still come in and take care of the dog. And yeah. But what's funny is this morning I take the dog for Haley for a walk and we mm -hmm. come back and he has tidied up and he's fixed all her blankets and I'm like overcome by the little pumpkin spice spray oh. like to mask you know the smell of him. I'm like, yep, he was in here. <clears throat> I can't breathe. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, no, he mostly stays out of my office and now that his office is out there he spent like the whole break redoing it oh, he moved his desk nesting. moved his desk he wanted to buy these new like shelf things he wanted a cure egg out there and i'm like he's like <laughs> i'm sitting there because he's like oh, look at it and he's so excited <laughs> i'm just like it is yeah. nice to have your own little space, though. Like we were talking about earlier, a separate room yeah. or whatever. It's like your own yes. man cave, I guess is what the kids are calling it. Yes, that's why I need to finally do my office. Cause... Your woman cave. Yes. Wait, that sounds wrong. Um... <laughs> Bring back. Well, the sh like the she shed on the computer. She shed, there we go. <laughs> Thank you for bailing me out of that one. <laughs> but yeah. I just have to find stuff for like walls. Because I have no idea. Because I have... Now a big blank space right above my computer. And then I was like, now I want to rearrange the office. But. Do you know it was a critical like office thing? It took me a while to figure out that I needed it and wanted it. But um, and we found it in a closet like that, with storage or whatever and, and I, we weren't using it. But it's a, it's a calendar that you mark up. Like so you put the month and you put the days and then you erase the whole thing the next month. Yeah. I have found that to be super, super helpful. And it's like, it's a new month, time to like plan and stuff like that. We have that in our kitchen and I'm in charge of it every month. AKA, I am like writing everything down. Cause... Do you get the Instagram ads for Viveboard? Uh, no, but I get them for, um, what's it called? Hearth? Hearth? And I'm not gonna lie, if it didn't cost what it costs, I would probably own one. And I also don't know where I would put it in my house. So that's the other problem. Cause it's like a digital, calendar essentially that's what the vibe board is yeah yeah and, and it has like a tours you can check them off and you're done and everything yeah that's how the hearth one is which i really like it but i'm just if the cost have, seems crazy to me yeah we have the google home in the kitchen where i could do all that but we both know i'm horrible with technology <laughs> i prefer my little see I'm, I'm writing all of our january stuff out today yeah. i'm yeah, I got my notebook yeah. out. I'm the, I, I get you. I get you. Speaking of that, oh, <gasps> your auto-do list. <laughs> and I have stuff already marked off. I wish there had been, when I saw it, and I re-saw it when I was editing, I, not to like make you feel bad about you, yeah. the gift I got you, but I was disappointed with how thin it was. I was like, oh, she's going to run out of paper in like no time. 
Yeah, it's it seemed really good. thin. Yeah, it's got a lot of paper. And I have still stuff I need to check off. <laughs> and I have some notes from some calls. Nice. I know. Um, I, I can't believe the time's already up. But before you run on me, um, I was looking at your calendar yesterday to reschedule this meeting. Mm -hmm. And I noticed you had Delsa's on your calendar. Any any thoughts? To oh. <laughs> I know. I sat down to do them and realized I had a bunch of stuff I needed to get done for like the beginning of the month slash year. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do those tomorrow. So after this, I'll be doing Delta's and I have to go submit a bunch of CMA points because I have to have them in by March. So Okay. Well, I have a backup question for you then. <laughs> I want something technical on here. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> all right. I had a video maybe two weeks ago. You were about to say I had a vision. I had a vision. I had a vision. Uh, I have lots of visions and I write them down. Uh, no, I had a video where, okay, so backing up, I re-architected my store crawler. I think we talked mm -hmm. about that. And the way I've re-architected it now, it's recording everything it crawls and it's putting it in this table and that table could grow crazy big. Right. So I had to look into archiving wrote my first archiving rule and wrote my first destroy rule based on that archiving rule. Posted the video because I was like, hey, I hadn't done this before. This is pretty cool. And someone left a comment that was really surprised me. They're like, no one talks about this, but this is one of the I biggest things you need to do for yeah. your instance. And I'm like, really? So yeah. CMA Allison, can you tell me why someone would react that way to why yes. people don't talk about system archiving? Records retention policies and storage. Like if my, so when I worked at the last customer I worked at, we were oil and gas. So we have tons of like rules and laws and regulations. And I got to be very good friends with our auditor as any sysadmin should, by the way. <laughs> and I was like, look, I just inherited the system, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, look, here are your audit rules. And he gave them to me. He goes, but if it's in there, it's fair game. So he goes, even if it's passed, this, because ours was like seven years for certain data, lifetime, plus, or yeah, HR data was like their life plus five years. Like, so if they died, it was like death plus five. And then incident data was three years. Like there were all these different rules. And he was like, however, if it's in there, it's fair game. So if you have something from four years ago and I find it, I can count it against you on your audit because you didn't follow your records retention policy. You didn't do this, but you also run out of storage in your instance and it starts slowing down. And if you don't need it, and if you start having machine learning and it learns off garbage, old data and processes, it's now going to learn uh, all and it's not going to know. Wow. That just blew my mind. You're right. Mm-hmm. Because that is like a moving window of knowledge, yeah. And so... Interesting. While I get people want to keep everything forever, like, I don't care what Janet called about in 2007. Right. Do we even do what Janet called about in 2007? Probably not at this point. That was a Blackberry, I think, at that time. And that's what knowledge is for. So if you have something that was unique that you need to capture, it should be your knowledge base so you can delete that stuff. Oh, I love it. I love that. I love that I asked you that question because I... Don't get me on records or tension. I can go days. Well, follow-up question. Do, um, and not not from a 
our work lens, mm -hmm. but from a, let's say from a ServiceNow best practice, is that part of implementation or is that usually something that's like a phase two or three? I always ask the question, but it's, I think just because of the world I used to live in, that it's very, like, I'm very aware of records retention and things, especially when people want to bring over data. My first question is, what's your records retention policy and how much of what you want to bring over meets it? Because if you're wanting to bring over 20 years of data, you've just broken your You've broken policy. your own policy and your own audit and blah, 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 blah. And working with the law firm I'm working with right now, when I asked that question, they were like, I didn't even think of that. And so it makes you sound really intelligent too. Yeah. But especially like a law firm, they have pretty lengthy retention policies because it's law, but not for all record types. Like every record type has a different, or can, I guess, have a different policy. So, yeah. I mean, I worked somewhere where you visited in Oklahoma, they had a one year email retention policy and all emails over a year old were automatically deleted out of your inbox, which was very frustrating for someone who keeps everything. Yep. Uh, the so healthcare system I worked for, they were moving to that right before I left and I don't know if it happened or not, but. Yeah, but I used to have to save off everything because I keep everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> There was a CEO that I, I didn't work for him, but he was yeah. in the chain and his secretary printed off all his emails and you'd literally, he was this very large portly man yeah. and he'd be walking with this stack of papers and he could barely see over the top of papers. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's like after the year 2000 and you're still like, yeah. let me just respond to this email. <laughs> oh, I worked at a help desk for a company for a while and our... It was an oil and gas company, which is why this is a terrifying story. Our CEO slash chairman slash president slash his dad created the company. Super nice man. Nicest man ever. Um, his executive assistant, whatever it's called. She was not a secretary. She did lots of stuff. And she was the nicest woman you've ever met. She had his password written on a post-it note oh, God. and every time it would expire we would have to reset it to the same thing and if we had to go up to his office it was like just he had a beautiful office but it was just like stacks like this tall of just like books and paper and I would just he sometimes he'd be in there and he remembered names and so he was actually like I said good old boy oil company <laughs> and one day I was just like what is all of this like I can't even get to what I'm trying to do because I had to like replace something in his office he goes I just can't get rid of things <laughs> like, okay okay he knows he's it self-aware <laughs> yeah he's self-aware yeah but the password thing and it was I'm obviously not gonna say the password but it was just like really that's the password that you're keeping our CEO's stuff on. <laughs> yeah. That's usually the worst, the worst effect, you know, yeah. with people with the most access, the most privileges. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, what does the CEO really have in his email? Like, no offense to ours. But... <laughs> yeah, it's probably not the day-to-day -day kind of yeah. stuff, but yeah. Maybe more strategy and... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But IP competitive cool. stuff. But 
Yes, you got me all riled up about records or something. Well, okay, so while you're riled up, one more. I, do you need to go to, if I ruined your, okay. So what I found interesting once I got in there, because I hadn't looked at it, hadn't messed with it, hadn't had a reason to mess with it, yeah. um, is the related tables. So like in Vancouver, that you need to do your delta on, yeah. um, <clears throat> they have two new archiving rules out of the box that are disabled for change requests and service requests that go after all those related things like variables yes. and the stuff that people ask in there. So it automatically doesn't just, I think there's defaults to like nine months. It'll archive it and yeah. it'll archive the related things, which I yeah. didn't, I thought was a really cool idea once I saw it, but wouldn't have thought about it on my own. So yeah, system archiving is a, uh, I don't know how to do another video on it though, other than maybe like to make your points of like why you should be thinking about this. Well, and the reason they don't just destroy it is they archive it because if you find something that you still need, you can unarchive it, but then you should destroy it once you know you don't need it. Yeah. And that's why when we pull in legacy data, I'm always like, let's put it on an archive table because we don't want to muddy up everything we just cleaned up. And then if you need it, we could unarchive it. And how many people actually pull anything out of that? Probably none. No. Probably very, very few. Yeah. So. People get busy and yeah. Well, I'm glad I got the CMA response. <laughs> that is that. Allison's perspective, not necessarily CMA's standpoint, but that is my perspective on but it. But it is something people don't talk about really. You don't hear really, yeah. it's, it's like you, we talked about it a couple episodes ago. There's so much an administrator mm -hmm. has to kind of herd, like yeah. herding cats. And this is one where I was just like, huh, yeah, this is actually something. Yeah. I did it because I didn't want a gazillion records in my PDI, which I don't know, it's not really affecting me, like, but yeah. I want to be a good steward of the PDI, so. Well, but speaking of deltas, like a lot of our customer admins aren't certified. And it's not because they don't want to be, it's because their company won't pay for it or whatever, and so they are forced to take a Delta to go learn what the new functionality is, to even know that, even if they were passionate about archiving, they wouldn't know that now there's these two out of the box things. Right, right, right. And so a lot, when we have conversations, people are like, what do our admins need to do? Like, what, what are things that they need to absolutely always do, manage, blah, blah, blah. And we always talk about, there's new releases every six months. They need to make sure that they go and read the release notes and understand, you know, the whole spiel about it. And yeah, do they do it? No, but that, that that's probably where most of my, you know, followers come from. Is that's what I've been tackling? Is because mm -hmm. as an FC, I had the same responsibility yeah. to keep up with uh, that, and so basically, I I keep up with it and then turn that back out as content. So. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I will have them done by next week because they have to be done by the 12th. So. <laughs> the 12th of January or February? January, I think. I thought we had 90 days from November or something. Oh, I got a thing in my CMA portal that I needed them done by the 12th. So. Oh, maybe you guys are different. Not usually. Okay. Not to fact check you on this. Oh, looking... I don't care. I, I would love to know if I had more time than the 12th because I had blocked most of my time this week to get my deltas and points submitted. February 13th. So maybe you oh. misread the month. Or they did. Or they did, yeah. Which is possible. And that's just for my CSA Delta. 
I've got implementer uh, deltas. I got, I got to do two. I don't know what those are, but yeah, I have to do CSA, CAD, ITSM, HR, CSM. Missing. Yeah, you got some studying to do, especially if you haven't. <sighs> but I also get CMA points for reading the release notes, which I need. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how do you how do you get points for reading release notes? Continuing education. What, like I read two pages of release notes, or I had it. Um, I essentially do two hours per cert of like reading and understanding like what came out. So, because I started weirdly enough, a coworker was like, "Oh yeah, I actually you know send the time in and they approve it." I'm like, "What?" And he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> missing all these points and all the stuff you're you're probably doing anyways in order to pass the yeah exam. yeah so interesting well yeah we want you to keep your cma points or your I, cma i want to keep my cma as well yeah <laughs> well cool well this is fun we got a little mm -hmm. service now talking and mm -hmm. um got some talk content we'll have to edit out <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. find that video for you by the way we'll have to do a, like an allison and justin after dark series you know where we talk about the things we have to edit out yes i don't know if that one would even make it though <laughs> okay i don't know that that would make it so this is also you can edit this <laughs> here we can stop and then i'll tell this story. okay yeah we stop let me stop mm -hmm.